Hi guys and welcome to Life at Your Own Will podcast, the podcast which navigates the life of me, your host Will Venus, and their co-host husband Jay. Today we're bringing you a lot, a lot, a lot of laughter. We'll be talking about some of our favourite comedies that make us howl, plus bringing you some behind the scenes facts about the said shows and yeah, just some iconic Britishness, plus chatting about our week. But firstly, Jay's back with us and he's got some fabulous news. Jay, do you want to... Show your news without telling people exact locations. I have a new job. Yay! So no longer will I have to suffer people eating toothpaste on the shop floor. Yeah, if you're new to the pod, we talked about this in a previous episode. Uh, do you want to re-explain it again, Jay? Where I worked since... Ye- well, now left since yesterday. People eat toothpaste. Yeah, so did you... Before we get to that, did anyone give you like a, a thank you card or... A gift or thanks for all your efforts. A thanks for my efforts and anything I need, contact them. But I oh, never got in. I never so got, the basic bitch stuff. I never got anything for them because you know. But no, the that's people, a bit disappointing. But well, never mind. It's okay. Um, no, they eat toothpaste. They in seven quarter past seven in the morning they steal off delivery whole pack of like crates of like deodorant. They smash windows. They pee and poo themselves on the shop floor and they. Spit it around with their trolleys, you know, the actual, like, not shopping, like, you know, like, shopping carts, but, you know, like, shopping trolleys that people have, really, people, really, all that, okay. right? So now I'm going somewhere in a clothes shop, in a certain street. So you're going from chemist to clothes? Yeah, going from um, discount retail to Lovely. sort of luxury retail, and it's like, I can't believe it, because I don't think I would ever get it. Well, you should believe like it, that. because you need to believe in yourself, and you were picked... For a valid reason. I believe. I Now, talking of believe, well, kind of, uh, shall we go on to our first comedy? Yes. Now, you don't know the ones that I've chosen. I've chosen three, and you can choose the next two or three, depending on how the time goes. Okay, noise. So, the first one that I have chosen is a comedy based in a department store. Ground for perfumery, stationery, and leather goods, wigs and haberdashery, kitchenware and food going up. We are, of course, talking about Are You Being Served? Now, that ran from, let's just get my magic notes. It ran from September 1972 and the 1st of April 1985, which included five Christmas specials. And it was, of course, on BBC. Yes. And do you know why, how I actually got put on as a pilot in the first place? Okay, this is a great segue. How did it get <clears> put <throat> on? Basically, there was So a, this is the behind-the-scenes gossip that I know, you came it's for. It's not all of it, but there was German Olympics, and I think something happened where... So this was in 1970... 70, where Olympics was that year. Well, 71, 72. Yeah, uh, I'm had, sure the fact-checkers will get in touch. Yeah, they had, the, ah. um, they had the German Olympics, and unfortunately some Israeli athletes got shot. And they needed to have something to, you know, fill the gap. Because they, okay. they didn't want to have the show in the first place. So they played that, the pilot, and everyone loved it so much. That's how it got commissioned, because of the unfortunate events. So, so it like, kind yeah. of t- took people's mind off Yeah, mind it, and loved, Yeah, and they loved it so much. Yeah. It is one of my favourites, so. Okay, and the cast includes... Now, if you're a connoisseur of comedies, you probably already know this, but the cast include iconic... Geniuses like Molly Sugden, Trevor Bannister, Frank Thornton, John Inman, Wendy Richard, Arthur Bruff. I had to look up how you pronounced that surname because I wasn't sure. Uh, Nicholas Smith, Larry Martin, Harold Bennett, Arthur English. This next person, I think his full name is hilarious, is Henry James Goodenough Hater, known as James Hater. Penny Irving, Vivian Johnson, Alfie Bass or Bass, Mike Berry, Kenneth Waller, Candy Davis, Moira Foote, Benny Lee, and Myro. Sperber. Who's Milo, Sp- Milo Sperber? Milo Sperber, he played Mr... G- um, he was Mr. Klein. He was the tall one. Mr. The- Klein. Yeah, Is he- that one of the ones that uh, took over the role when... Yeah, Arthur, Arthur left, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Gr- Mr. Granger. So, of course, let's talk about the cast. So, you've got Molly Sugden playing the... the I- oh, she is one of my all-time favourite comedy yeah. characters. Wait, 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 wait. I want my bit. Okay, I want my bit. I want my bit. Shh. She, of course, played the iconic Mrs. Slocum. And she had her catchphrases as in, I am unanimous in this, or talking about her pussy, her cat, as 
things were more innocent back then. Can you think of like your favourite scene of Molly Sugden? Well, one Jay. thing I want to say is, do you know what her full name is? Yeah. So Jay, tell us, tell her, tell the people your our full name. Maria Elizabeth Jennifer Rachel Agagaveni Slocum Yiddle. Wow, that is quite a mouthful. Yeah, one of my favourite scenes is probably when they're doing the German week and they're all and she's a bit tipsy on the German beer. Is, she, so that's when they're selling selling German goods. German products. And this is like, Joanna Lumley's one of our guest starring roles, isn't it? Yeah, is that the one where Joanna comes on to sell the perfume? No, it's a different one. She's that's playing a, a German one. woman. And unfortunately Mrs. Slocum's a bit tipsy on the German beer. And she start and they start slapping each other, doing Bavarian dancing, it's got a slapping. And he she thinks Captain Peacock has slapped her too hard. That was too hard, you do like this. No, I'll you do go like, like this. this. I go like that and it's so <laughs> Not funny. Like that. And it's so funny because she goes dropping her accent from her posh accent, store accent to her normal accent. And it was just hilarious and the way she's having so much fun. Like I cannot think of anyone else to play that character other than her. No. I know that Sherry Houston played did like an emulation of her in the like the twenty sixteen it was like the reboot sitcom the special sitcom season. We'll get onto that in a wee yeah. while. Uh but no, I can't think of anyone else to play her. And of course me being a wig maker, I get so like any time I watch it, I mean I've watched it of course many, many, many times and any time that I watch an episode I'm like, I wonder what colour of wig she's gonna be wearing. Yeah, because And also a bit of behind the scenes I don't, in my professional opinion, think that she wore a full wig each time. I think what they did was they made like a frontal for her and in like lots of different colours. So they put the frontal on and the back of it was her own hair. So I think they just like kind of semi or temporarily coloured her, her own nape hair. Then the frontal was put on. Yeah, it was down to me that you actually watched it in the first place. Because, it was. Yeah. Like any time I've watched a new comedy, it takes a while for me to be persuaded to watch it. Yeah. And you'd love it. And you know what I saw? You know, obviously you know about Jimmy Perry, David Croft, Jeremy Lloyd comedies. Always have you been watching at the end? Well, people might not know, so if you could explain. Basically, have all you been watching at the end and all the cast come on? So who are those people you, you've just mentioned? Well, Jeremy Lloyd, David Croft and Jimmy Perry are the three, like, three of my favourite sitcom writers because they Are create, they creators as well? Yeah, the creators and writers off the shows that I love so much, the, the farce. And they do a thing where you, you list all the people who have been, you've been watching in order of appearance sort of thing. Yeah. And there was one of them where Molly Sugden was on and her smile was so warm and genuine. Like, I can't believe that this did this. It was so much fun. I'm so happy. It made me feel that she's doing it because she loves playing the role. It makes yeah. you want to watch it more. because You could see you could see with Molly's performance sparkled. that they just sparkled and she loved playing that role. Yeah. I mean, was that role, do you know, created for her or does she have to audition for that? I think she had. I think it's a bit of both. I think, but okay. But what I love about her is, and I, also I think um, around the same time, Molly Sugden was playing a character in Coronation Street. She was like a kind of a frenemy of Annie Walker yeah. called. Oh, what was her name? Oh, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. But yeah, but around about the same time, she was in Cory. Ah, it was great. And what Nelly Harvey? That's yeah, it. Nelly Harvey. Harvey. And what I love as well that it's like sort of like two-handers that obviously Mike Berry and Trevor Bannister had with her as well, Mr. Lucas and Mr. Spooner respectively, talking about trying to say funny, like, crude things that weren't too off the cuff, but... Yeah, so then you have Trevor yeah. Bannister playing... Mr. Lucas, and what was his first name? Dick. Yes. <laughs> Dick Lucas. Yes, Dick Lucas. <laughs> I mean, you would... I, I don't know why, but you would never get away with a, a first name like that as a character these no, days. No, you wouldn't. Because but... of the, all the penis connotations. Yes, exactly. But you know what I love about Mr. Lucas, though? It's the actor. He's so funny. Like, he can bring, he brings something to the role that that makes you love the character so much because he's... And, and I, what I heard when I was watching a documentary last year, apparently he used to go home to his wife every time they filmed. He said, you're going to love this one. And he was smiling so Oh, giggly. really? Yeah, and he loved it so much because he realised it was just... That's what I love, actors that really love their, their craft. Yeah, and I mean... Because you know how you get some actors who are like... Yeah, I'm playing this role. It's so difficult. The filming schedule. But he actually loved it. He did. And I think, you know why they loved it? Because it was just one of these things where you could have a laugh and escape for a bit. And yeah. it's like, and, he, and I'm glad. And he's such a good actor as That's well. That's why we watch it. Yeah. Cause to even, escape the... Oh, 
yeah. the mania of the of world. Of course, even when he's had his role, so more in, innocent times. Even he had his role in Last Summer Wine and also the Angel Gabriel Blue episode of Arabian. Yeah, Sarah. he was in the the kitchen episode of and Keeping it, Up Appearances. And his expressions when Hyacinth was doing that with the, the chest, yeah, you know, it was great. Yeah, and then of course we have John Inman playing Mister Clay. Well, of course, Clayborne Humphreys. Oh, that man, he. Without even saying anything, his facial expressions just reduce me to laughter tears. I know. It's, a, it's the kind of thing where he has like a surprised look on his eyebrows and he does like he licks his lips and he, yeah. and he does it just does that thing where he oh he steals the show with his eyes. Yeah. Yeah, you know one of my favorite episode scenes is when he's in the wrestling, and he's getting like in the wrestling ring and it's so funny because he does. He's oh, so the rest, yeah. yeah. And you can explain that. Well, it's an episode where they're... I, I can't remember the specifics oh, Captain, of it. So if... Captain Peacock has a boil on his bum and he tries to keep it secret. Oh, yeah. But yeah. unfortunately, he says something to one of the sports people in the sports department and they have a big bust-up and they're going to have a wrestling match, mm-hmm. a boxing match. But unfortunately, he can't do it because he's on antibiotics for his, his boil on his bum. I've had a boil on my bum. It's bloody sore. Yeah. So actually, it was on my coccyx bone. Oh wow! And then Mr. Humphreys wants you to... can't sit down straight. You have to lie on one of your cheeks. <laughs> God. Wilberforce wants to obviously, you know, he wants to rope him into fighting, and he can't do it. So you tell him what happens next. Yeah. So he's in the ring with this professional fighter. I think it was a famous. I think pa- it was. Yeah. A famous person playing the the role of the quote unquote professional yeah. fighter, and. I think the professional fighter said, "Just make it look, yeah, like you're you've been KO'd or whatever they call yeah, it." Yeah, and that's what they did. And then, because Mrs. Slocum sees that Mr. Humphreys isn't doing so well yeah. in this fight, she decides she's going in. And <laughs> any like any time that me or Jay is doing something, we do this line, and it's this line: "I'm going yeah, in." I'm going in, and what she said as well, like. It's a Patagonian nose dive. Yeah, she knows all the terms. And it's like, I'm going in. It's so funny. I'm going in. And it's so good. <laughs> and it just makes you smile so much that they, they have that camaraderie. So yeah, much. there must have been such good sports on that show. Yeah, to do all they did, you know, yeah. Yeah. And just before we get to a few more of the characters, let's talk about the set. The set this, is brilliant. Oh, the set is so beautifully dressed, down to every last detail. From the wonky lift. The, the wonky lift, which people said that behind the scenes it was literally just two people at either side pushing the door yeah, shut. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. It's, and it's like, I it, mean, even though it's we love that kind of basic stuff and like instead of like all of your CGI yeah. stuff and all that, we love all the basic yeah, stuff. Yeah, and you know when they had the episode when they had the toy department, it was just the same set with toys and on it, and you could see that, and it was lovely. Even though it was just kind of dressed slightly differently, it looked different. We love that. Yeah. And it's great. And you you don't get that these days at uh, all. Yeah, and I love it when the West, I love that scene in the, West, the first episode, I think it was, like in the movie as well, they actually had um, Mrs. Slocum stuck in the lift and Miss Brams had to help her out. Yeah. But she had to lift her skirt up and it was like... So, yeah, getting on to Miss Brams, played by Wendy Richard. Oh, yeah. Wendy Richard, there's no S. No, there's not. There, so there was not an S, S in her name. And in fact, on her autobiography, it had Wendy Richard's... With an X on the S. Wow. I think that was really good. It was. I love Shirley Bram. She's so funny. You know, one of my favourite scenes is this one. Hello there, shopping people. So, the, the what was the, the story behind that? They had to do an, adver- an, advert- an advertisement for an TV. TV. Well, for this TV outside the store. And had Gordon Kay, obviously, as you know, as René Artois was playing. He was directing yeah, the, the thing. Yeah. The, the advert yeah, in the show. And, and said, this is the famous line. Hello there, shopping people. I think you'll be absolutely be amazed at the super bargains, bargains we have. We have suits and trousers and blues and browns for round is about a hundred pounds. Yeah, <laughs> doing this really bad Irish accent because they told her to be like, well, like Gloria, Gloria Hunniford. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what she was going for. And uh, I think they ended up using the voice of Vivian Johnson's yeah, character. Played she played the nurse yeah. for Young Mister Grace. Yeah, and, and it's, Grace. it's funny because. When you think young Mr. Grace, you think you're going to see a young person, but he's really old. Yeah, and it's so funny. And after that episode, it was so funny because this person, Lord Guy, or it was, tries to go out with Miss Brams. So they go to Romano's fancy restaurant, <laughs> dressed up. <laughs> they all dress- and, and, oh, if, what, what's that episode called? I can't remember, but it's just so funny because you've got Captain Peacock as a brigadier. Brigadier, and then you see Mrs. Slocum oh. in a huge pink dress finery with a yeah. veil... 
hat. Yeah, and you've got Mr. And then you've got and furs. She was wearing furs, furs as well, she wasn't will, she? And then you got Mr. Humphreys dressed as like a, a, a like a priest, and like oh my god. And Miss Brown said, "You didn't have to be a brigadier." <laughs> and she's yeah, so and embarrassed. Then, uh, yes, um, yeah, Mr. Humphreys is a priest, and then. For whatever reason, they're hiding under the tables, and Mr. Humphreys goes, I'm just taking confession. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, my God. And then Shirley, the, my, one of my favourite lines from Shirley, Shirley Brams, it's, uh, the waiter comes to the table yeah. and asks what she wants. Yeah. And then for a drink, she says, I'll have two John Thomases. And loved a thermostat. <laughs> loves the thermostat. <laughs> when it's meant to be loves the thermidor. Yeah. <laughs> two John Collins. Is what is it? What is the, the actual drink John called? John Collins. John Collins. I think it's John Collins. Yeah. Or is it not Joan Collins? No, John Collins. I think. I think. If it anyone is. listening knows, yeah, please write in. Yeah, it's so funny. But what about Captain Peacock though? Captain he, Peacock. He was a character that was like a sort of glorified shop yeah. uh, floor, floor worker, worker. Yeah. and uh, he always had his nose in the air, kind of thing. He yeah. was far too good for that place. And a womanizer as well. Oh, oh yeah, so he was, and. Uh, to get his attention, what was the thing that they had to do? Had to do Captain Peacock, are you free? At the moment, yes. I want to talk to you about your junior, Mr. Lucas. He's been truculent and obstropolis. Truculent and obstropolis. Mm. I'm trying to think of how you could work those those words into modern day. I don't think you can, Captain Peacock. Okay, Mrs. Lockham, thank you for that. Yeah, so who, uh, who other than the main cast, is, kind of stands out as your favourites in that show? I love Arthur English as Mr. Hartman. Just that scene, remember when they're so doing he, the club? So he played like a... He was the caretaker. Caretaker, He after yeah. Mr. Mash. He, uh, the, I mean, the kind of thing that he does, it, it sort of reminds me of a school janitor. Yeah, and remember that scene they're doing the clubhouse, Mr. Tesman's in it, and he has a bit of plank of wood and he manages to turn around with a plank of wood on his head. Yeah, then walk out the other room. Yeah, and it's like, that's a subtle thing, but it was just so clever that they added that in because he was good at it. And great. Yeah, the, the, it was such incredible writing. And also, show. do you remember Avril Angers who played the women in cosmetics that came to give Mrs. Slocum the, the towels? And yeah. The soap? Don't use that to fuck up your glasses. Oh, yeah, so uh, what was it? A face flannel or something? Yeah, it was made of And uh, she brought the samples like Egyptian cotton, blah, blah, blah. And then she said, the cheap one, <laughs> don't use that. It will frost your glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way she said it. It's just the way that she said it. And, oh, it just makes me laugh so Avril, hard. Apparently, Avril Angers was a stand-up comedian back in the day. So that's why she oh, was good at delivering, yeah. Good. Yeah. Before we move on to the next show, is there anything else you want to mention? I just... Well, my favourite, probably favourite moments. What's your favourite ever scene? I'd probably say the one with Italian Tony and Mama, Papa. Oh, yeah, Mrs. Lockham's a bit like, May, is it yeah, Mae West? Yeah, Mae West, yeah. She'll come up sometime and see me. Yeah, sometime, yeah. And I love the scene as well where they're doing the Mrs. Lockham's birthday and they're having to sing like a choir. Yeah, so, yeah, you, you need to watch the series just to understand. I mean, it's all very well us explaining it, but you, you need, need to watch, watch it to capture yeah, the hilarity of so it. it's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I think my favourite scene, oh, I mean, there's so many. It's probably some innocent scene that most other people would find about. Nah, meh. Uh, it's probably the one where Molly's wig pings open when they're in the, the opera. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I that's think, my favourite scene. I know you love the bit where they're doing the Humpty Dumpty thing, and then they, but then they go upstairs and they suddenly turn into costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a... How would you explain it? It's a bit like a, a musical scene. Yeah, a musical kind of scene, and it just switches on, and they've got their silver suits on, and it's just nice. Yeah, and is and that a, available on Britbox? Yeah, to watch? and on No TV. No TV. <clears throat> now, the next one, uh, a staple of mine's when I was growing up. A staple of mine's now. Uh, let me describe it to you before we tell the name. She was a bit of a social climber, and you probably know already who I mean by that. Very, um, she forgot where she came from, but she was embarrassed about her family. Oh, yeah. Uh, she always wanted to impress the neighbours. I am, of course, talking about keeping up appearances. Yeah. Oh, so that ran from 1990 to 1995 with various Christmas specials. Played uh, Hyacinth Bouquet, of course, played by the fantastic Dame Patricia Routledge. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, Timeless, it's still timeless. 
and of course it was made in the 1990s that is my i don't know why but that's my favorite period of time yeah and also they had the spin-off and the sort of prequel in 2016 yeah that didn't bode so well did it no yeah so you've of course had patricia routledge playing hyacinth bouquet you had clive swift playing her long-suffering husband richard Richard bouquet bucket yeah and she had the neighbour, Liz, Liz Elizabeth, Warren. played by... Josephine Chusen, Yeah, and then, one of my favourites. Mm-hmm, and then from series two onwards you had David... Griffin. Griffin, playing Liz's brother. Emmett. Emmett. And then you had the family that Hyacinth was so embarrassed about. Oh, yes. So you had Daisy. Daisy. Uh, she was married to Onslow. Ons- Onslow. Yeah. And you had the... Now, let's see if I can remember how Hyacinth... Now, Hyacinth, she wasn't that embarrassed about Violet because she had the the, the large house, swimming pool, room for a pony. pony. All that, yes. And sometimes a sauna. Yes, and the turf accountant husband. Yeah. Married to a turf accountant. Yeah. Um, yep, another British classic. I think my favourite episode of that... You've forgotten about a character. Oh, which one? Rose. Oh, yeah, Rose. She was like the... the, the what, what I suppose what would have been described as... A, a bit of a tart. I'd say the Blanche Devereaux of I being of keeping her appearances. Yeah, obsessed by men. Yeah, obsessed. So you had so her lovers were like Mister Hipplewhite. Yes. Or <laughs> CP. A CP. CP. Rose. Yes. CP. Rose. <laughs> the Garden Centre King. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Mister Thing. Miss Mister Thing. Yes, the one that can pronounce the name off, the Polish name. It's too many Zs in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so Hyacinth, she lived in her... I think the, the, the street in the show was called Cherry... Was it Cherry Tree Street or something like that? Something like that. Oh, honestly, all the people would be writing and saying, You've got that wrong! Uh, but, yeah, they filmed the outdoor scenes, the exterior shots, on a street that's actually exist and then everything else was filmed i think at bbc uh what do you call it bbc television center i think so yeah that'll be more right yeah yeah and i mean this is how much of a geek i am with the show when you look at the exterior front door and the because there's like the the main front door and then then there's like a secondary door when the secondary door was completely open it looked completely different to the interior set mm-hmm. and it kind of broke the fantasy for me a bit yeah, but they can get always sometimes the budget and all that. Yeah, yeah, I get that, but it's just it's just those kind of things that I spot. Yeah, I'd love to live in Onslow's house, so that's the best house in the whole show. Yeah, so Onslow and Daisy's house, that was an absolute tip. Yeah. And I think it was in the first episode, or the first series maybe, you got to see what their ki- what their kitchen was like. Oh, oh and the mugs. And the mugs. Oh. Like, everywhere was covered in, like, chip fat. Mm. You know, like, from the... The cracked mugs that didn't bode well with Hyacinth. No, no, because she was a very clean living. How would you describe her? Royal Dalton with a hand painted periwinkles type of person. Yes, and then you had the iconic scenes with her and Liz having coffee, and co- and Liz was always famous for dropping the cups. Yeah, and having put in the biscuits and all that, and she, I'm sorry, Hyacinth, I'm sorry, I get so nervous. <laughs> and that scene where they have the cup and she throws it. You get so it. nervous around my collectible china. Yeah, and remember she throws the cup and it lands, and she finds oh! to catch it. Yeah, yeah. I, it's so good. Yeah, Patricia Rutledge. She but, but did did she have to audition for that or was she that written for her? It was. I think it was written for. Yeah, it was written for her actually. And uh, wasn't there a bit of like a a rift between the writer and the producer Harold Snow? I think there was because I think he wanted different. Yeah, and they, I don't think he was ever attended an episode yeah. did he a recording Roy Clark wasn't he didn't actually do it because he wrote it and just didn't want to Roy Clark of course yeah, famous he... for writing like Last of the Summer Wine of Open All Hours yeah, Still he, Open All Hours he didn't want to be First of the Summer Wine want to do that go on this the set but yeah but they didn't they didn't get on for because they don't want different ideas opinions about the show right I think so anyway I'll have who were yeah and uh, as we mentioned previously my favourite was maybe second on par first episode of that is when Hyacinth goes to choose a new kitchen. Yeah, of course, that is a brilliant episode. And if you're not aware of this episode, she has to test the the quality of the worktops. Yeah. So she goes along to this kitchen showroom and the kitchen showroom manager, I suppose, played by Trevor Bannister, and 
to check out the quality of the worktop, she takes along these different food types. And I think one of them's jam, one of them's beetroot, one of them's cake mix. <laughs> Aye. And she takes all these little miniature containers and puts them all out on the containers of this showroom. <laughs> Who would do that? Hyacinth bouquet, sorry, bucket. I can imagine William Hansen doing that. Possibly, or, yeah. Or, no, Jamie Honeyborn would definitely do that. Because <laughs> he has his um, supper in the, in the dining room and eats all up. Actually, when you... And, uh, yeah, Hyacinth's famous for her candlelight suppers, which you never see on screen. No, you don't. You, you do see her indoors, outdoors luxury barbecue with a finger buffet. Yeah, but she goes into complete and our, chaos. And our Riverside picnic with repairing entertainments or repairing entertainments. Yeah. Depending if you're the vicar's wife or you're Liz. Yeah, uh, she had a lot to do with the vicar and his wife. And... Oh, really? Michael! Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rose is always chasing the vicar. Because... Yeah, the dishy, dishy vicar. vicar. The dishy vicar. Yes, the dishy vicar. Yes, that dishy vicar. Yeah, and also, Daddy. Daddy's gone missing. He's gone to join the French Legion. <clears throat> the Foreign Legion. Then there's the episode where she's talking about getting a second country home oh, and yeah. then she comes out dressed in her country finery and she says yes completely conducive co- for contemplating cosy charismatic country cottages yes and then liz <laughs> when they get there in the car Liz, oh hi is it? it's beautiful yeah and they keep banging their heads because it's so small yeah because then hyacinth goes to see this country retreat or yeah. whatever she calls it and it's within this huge estate. And, of yeah. course, she likes people to assume that she's bought the whole estate. Yeah. Whereas, in fact, she's bought just, like, a tiny... Part of it. Apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then the, what about the gout? And, he, and she talks to someone who has gout. Yeah, so Richard develops athlete's foot, but that's not posh enough. No. And so he has to develop gout. Yeah. The favourite elements of the upper classes. Yes, and I know. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's so funny. And then she puts this huge, what looks like a moon boot on him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm honestly that favourite one. They're going in the QE2 and they get lost. Oh, the QE2. That yeah. that was my other favourite yeah. episode. And oh. then, I guess this one. And when he said, like, um, Richard, bucket, I mean, bouquet, I'll get you for this. Yeah. Uh, oh, brilliantly written. And uh, much to their dismay, they just. Dis- what was that? My sister, a stowaway. Yeah, they, they think that uh, Daisy's a stowaway, but no, it actually transpires that Daisy and Onslow have won a competition, yeah. a first-class cabin on the QE2, yeah. and ca- uh, dinner at the captain's the table. table. That's brilliant. And at the end of that episode, uh, Hyacinth, that normally hates Onslow mm. with a passion, she dances with him. Yeah. Onslow! Yeah, yeah and they dance. I love it. I know what my favourite line from Richard is, though. Hyacinth's in the public call box, right? As you pull the telephone box. And you know this one. And, he, and she's trying to stop this guy from telephone. Richard, tell him, please, to go, Hyacinth, stop that at once and get in the car! Yeah, yeah. because for, like, for everything that Hyacinth puts R- poor Richard through, he yeah. never loses his temper with her. Yeah. Which I think is really yeah. interesting. And, then, and some of the other scenes that I love is when they're in the car. Yeah. And uh, I think she's having a conversation, yeah, with Richard, of course, and she's talking all about marriage. Yeah. <laughs> And she's saying things like, we all know that the secret to marriage is kindness, understanding, tolerance, yes. patience. Yes. <laughs> and Richard's looking at her like, eh? Yeah, yeah. And then he misses the turn into wherever they're going. Yeah, and then like, what was that one where he says, it's always been Bucket. It's not always been Bouquet since I met you. Yeah, and then she says something like, let's not all get into, get into that, that again. again. Yeah, I remember that when Liz is in the car with that one and like, Liz is looking at Richard. So happy that he manages to stand up for himself. It's like yeah, or like the the episode where they're going to the fun fair with it, yeah. and she spots the Cooper Bassets. Oh yeah. Or oh, one of my all-time favorite episodes is when she gets a new three-piece suite. Oh yes, and has an exact the... replica of one at Sandringham House, house. And, it has and to have she... the royal warrant on the van going that yeah, way. Yeah, so and she has to have a sign out so that the the Barker Finches yeah. can see. Aye. Or our neighbour, it must be the neighbours oh. opposite, which you, which you never really yeah. see, and uh, she. <laughs> She has a three-piece sweet woman party. Aye, and what about the one where Lydia Hawksworth and she steals the steals the the Rolls Royce accidentally? Yeah, so that episode she sees one of her contemporaries, I suppose, in her new Jaguar, uh-huh. and uh, she's really well pissed off, I suppose, because of Lydia Hawksworth in a new car. <laughs> and they go to a Rolls Royce 
showroom. We don't need a new car. Our new our car's fine. Richard, why are you polishing this old thing. thing? You keep a good car, Richard. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we know much background about Richard? Well, I know in real life, Clive Swift is Jewish. No, the character. I, I think I, in the, the spin-off prequel, he wasn't in it. He had, she had a boyfriend, but it wasn't Richard. But I know right. the character, so I know in the show... I know that Richard he worked quite high up within the council. He was a councillor, yeah. And I know I know so much with like Heisen's family that were called Morel, because that was their last name. Morel? Yeah, so they're all flowers. So that's her maiden name, Morel. Yeah, Morel. And, and Daddy... Daddy was an alcoholic. Okay. And he used to... he His job was... You know how you get barge, barges in, like, towboats, tugboats and stuff, and you have the wee thing, you the lever you pull to lift up the... You know, to lift up the bridge or whatever, so the, the boats can go through in the barge. Oh, the lock? Yeah, he was a lock keeper. Oh, right. That was his job, I think. And Hy- you know what Hyacinth's job oh, was? Oh, I'd love to go on a barge trip. And do you know what Hyacinth's job was? No. She was a cleaning maid in the house, a fancy house. A cleaner? Yeah, she, that's what she was. And she had spy- And it was last how she inspired to be the upper classes because she wanted to, you know... Yeah. All that in that time where they went to the auction and she buys Madame... Was it Madame Ursula's Whispery Goon? Yeah, she goes to buy... The Dowager made Dowager Lady Ursula's homemade gooseberry wine. Yeah. But she gets so drunk on it, she says things like, The Dowager Ursula's homemade gooseberry wood. Yes. Goom, gooseberry hain. <laughs> I love and that. And then at the end of the episode, she goes to see Onslow and she goes, Hello. And then falls right over. Hello. <laughs> oh, I love that. I know. And I love what's the, I love the one as well with all the women, they're, and they're doing the... the for the show or they're doing a thing in this church and they all run away because the bucket woman's here Hi, the bucket woman Hi, and they'll run away yeah and she just doesn't understand it no one likes her exactly yeah and it's like she'll sing it to me I know she will she'll sing it to me oh yeah her singing yeah, yeah uh, she thinks she's a great singer but she's she's not really yeah yeah so yeah keeping up appearances do check it out if you fancy a laugh now this next one Let's see if you can guess by me describing it. Well, you probably will because I can't really think of any subtle clues. Um, they were based in Essex. Oh yes, okay. uh, their husbands were put in jail for armed robbery. Mm-hmm. They had a crazy nymphomaniac Jewish neighbour. Yeah. I am, of course, talking about Birds of a Feather. That ran between well, the BBC season ran between nineteen eighty nine and nineteen ninety eight. And then ITV picked it up between 2013 and yeah. 2018. But it's Is also, that right? Yeah, but it's also now been cancelled, unfortunately. Cause yeah, but it. we're talking about the good bits here. Of course. So, yeah, the premise of the show, you have one sister called Sharon, played by Pauline Quirk. She lives on a council estate in... Edmonton. Edmonton, yeah. And then you have Tracy, played by Linda Robson, who... Actually, we I've met Linda Robson, Pauline Quirk, and Leslie Joseph, but we'll get onto that in a wee while. Yeah, so you have Linda Robson playing Tracy. She lives in the five-bedroom house in Chickwell. Yep. Uh, I actually looked up to see if you could see the street view of that, the actual house that they use for the exterior shots, and you can't see it because it's a private street. Oh. Yeah. And, of course, you have Leslie Joseph playing Dorian. Dorian is my favourite. Dorian Green. Me too. Uh, do you know what Dorian's maiden name is? What is it? Kappa. Kappa? Yeah. And then when uh, Sharon and Tracy find this out, they say, Dorian Kappa, the Chigwell Slapper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so many great scenes in that show. Oh, brilliant. Uh, like, most of them, in, like, in my view, come from Dorian. Of course. Because she is a, she's married to an accountant called Marcus. Marcus Green. Marcus, he doesn't appear a lot, but uh, he doesn't really love her the way that she needs to be loved, so she has lots of affairs with much younger men. Luke. Luke, yeah, like Luke from the the kitchen shop. Yep. Lundquist Kitchens. Uh, and I think it's series two, and they're talking about, because Sharon and Tracy want to see what it must be like for their husbands, Daryl and Chris. But what it's like in prison, so they lock themselves away in their box room because they imagine that's what prison's like. And Dorian kind of acts like the prison officer. I've not seen that one. 
Have you not? No, I'll need to watch that later. Oh, I've, like, I know each of the scripts over 100 episodes word for word. Yeah. Continue. I love it. And, yeah, they lock themselves away in this box room. And Tracy says, can we have some potatoes to peel? Because that's what prisoners do, apparently. Apparently. And then Dorian comes in and she says, well, I had no idea what prison, prison was like. And then it came to me. Poor diet, hard, hard exercise and merciless attendance. What, prison? No, health farm. <laughs> and then she comes in in the morning and she says, now, I've checked the bathroom. You've got two facials, a mad pack and three sachets of body balm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, people must have facials, even in prison. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I have a guess. Do you remember what my favourite episode of all time is of that show? It's one of her oh, favourites of every of any show. The 2016 Christmas special. Which one was that? That's the one when Leslie was on Strictly Come Dancing at the time. So she was... They were in, Mal- they were in Malta, but it's meant to be filmed in Marrakesh. But they were so they filmed the... Extreme. They were meant to be in Marrakesh, but they filmed it in Malta. Malta yeah. Right. And they were doing things. It was so funny, because, like... They were just flying out of planes, jumping out of planes and other stuff. It was so much special effects and, and other stuff going on. It was great. <clears throat> it was a fun episode. It was just fun. One episode I liked, I think it was one of the Christmas specials, and they found out that Tracy and Sharon are actually adopted. Yeah. And they go to find out who their real dad was. Mm-hmm. So they find out that their mother is called Mavis Bullock. Yeah. But they think that their real dad is someone called George Harrison. Yeah, which in, I think is an actor. Yeah, so of course they have to just fly out to Hollywood to meet George Hamilton because they think that he's their dad. Yeah, amazing. I mean, they had they had specials in Hollywood, Germany, Germany. Uh, where else? Germany was a good one. Yeah, that was a really nice one. But, uh, you, oh, you just have to check it out. And then let's talk about Tracy's house. I could live in Tracy's house. It's lovely, the pool, we've got all the bedrooms. And they had this really lovely, like, sort of ornate drinks cabinet. Yeah. And they had lovely sofas. And I want, I want Tracy's kitchen one day. She had an island. I love it. And I want Sharon's flat one day. Yeah, of course you do. It's brilliant. Yeah, our lovely council flat. Yeah. Yeah, In Edmonton. I mean, not that we're saying there's anything wrong with having a council house, but I would rather live in the Chigwell house. Yeah, of course. Oh, I love the house. And... In the show, Dorian's meant to be directly next door, okay? But when you look at the street view of the houses and on some of the research online, you've got Tracy's house, like, on the left, a house between, like, in the middle, and then Dorian's house. Dorian's house isn't actually directly next door. Mm, good to know. Yeah. And the creators of that, Lawrence Marks and Maurice Gran, they also created Goodnight Sweetheart and various other and things. Harvey, Harvey Moon. Shine on Harvey Shine Moon. Shine on Harvey Moon, yeah. Which, which actually starred in. Yeah, weren't they... Didn't they star in that as kids? I think they did, or younger anyway, yeah. Yeah. But no, I love Goodnight Goodness Sweetheart. It's such a good show as well. Yeah, and I actually watched Birds of, Birds of a Feather sat next to my mum in this armchair as a kid. And I've got such Formed gorgeous memories, memories of yeah. that. Just me. I mean, I didn't really know what I was laughing at. I just saw my mum laughing and thought she looks really happy, that's so I laughed along I, with her. That's what I did as well. No, it was great. Yeah, you. I think your your papa watched that. Yeah, yeah, I did. And I actually first watched it before I met you when Drama Channel first came on a few some years ago. Mm-hmm. I started watching it. Watching the repeats, yeah. Yeah, because I never watched it before, so I watched it and I watched it from the beginning <clears> and it was great. And uh, in, it was either 2012, I th- yeah, I think it might have been 2012, they, it was between... The BBC showing it and then ITV taking over the, the TV series. They had the stage tour oh, of yeah. Birds of a Feather. And which I've seen. Yeah, which we both subsequently found out that we'd seen it similar times, if not the same time. Possibly, but we didn't yeah. know each other. Yeah. And I can't remember how it happened, but I got chatting to Linda Robson on Twitter. And I said to her, well, we can't really afford the tickets to go and see the stage show. And then she said, I tell you what. I'll send you tickets for you and your mum to come and see the show. Oh, aren't you lovely? And before the show started, we met her at the stage door. Oh, wow. That's how kind Linda Robson is. And then just as me and my mum were going through the stage, like the bowels of... Uh, yeah. What's the theatre that's at Toll Cross in Edinburgh? Yeah, uh, that's the King's. Yeah, so just as we were going into the bowels of the King's Theatre, at the door she was talking about one of my other favourite actresses, Jessie Wallace. I think they were talking about the vagina monologues. And then she said to me and my mum, right, in you come, I'll introduce you to the two other old tarts. 
And I'm like, oh my God, I've met Linda Robson and I'm about to meet Dorian. Yes. I'm about to meet Dorian. <laughs> so, yeah, we met Leslie Joseph and Pauline Quirk. And Pauline Quirk, she is surprisingly shy. Yeah. Which, it's amazing because Sharon, she's not shy, the character no. Sharon. No, she's... And when she's... I met Leslie Joseph, she was in pin curls and had a wig cap on. Like... And I didn't know why this was. This was before I learned how wigs and things were made. I thought it was just to have her hair in curls so she had like the bouffant Dorian hair. Of course. But no, in the show, and this is echoed in the TV series, there's a point within the show where Dorian's wig gets ripped off. Ah. Because in the the stage version, I think she's experiencing hair loss and her wig gets wow. pulled off. Yeah, because they were working was. in the care home. Dorian has a care home in that. They haven't seen each other for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, that was one of the most incredible and, moments yeah, of my life. Yeah, and also life. one one of the incredible things for me is is not to see the twenty sixteen Christmas special because that was our first time watching it together as a new episode, but also seeing a couple of years ago at the Pauline Quirk Academy at the Fringe Festival. Yeah, Charlie... because Pauline Quirk's got an, aca- an acting academy yeah, here Charlie, in Edinburgh. Yeah, Charlie Quirk or Charlie Sheen. He, he, well, he's known as Charlie Quirk, Quirk because yeah. Charlie Sheen's already taken. Yeah, so basically, because actors sh- can't have the same name. Of course, they had the show right. It was all about how it was made and stuff like that, and he played one of the people, and it was so nice to see. Oh, that was brilliant. We were so close to Charlie Quirk, we could have spat on him. Yeah, not that we would, like, but, you know. He's very handsome, don't you think? It's okay, but it's a good show. Oh, oh, you looked a bit shy, that you're allowed to... You can you can do window shopping just as long as you don't open your purse. Ah, of course, I never do that. <laughs> no. No, it's great. Can I um, talk about one of my favourites? Yes, please do. That was that was my top three. I'm um, going to do a couple. Um, now, this one... It's, Let's see if I can guess it, what you're talking about. This is my second. This is my first favorite ever program, not a sitcom. Okay. And it, I think I might know what you yeah. you are going to say, but and it's, and it's um, filmed in a courtyard of a of a of a stately home. I know what it is, but you can continue yeah. with the clues. Okay, and there's got as a ensemble cast, where the main character is not the funniest person in the show, my opinion. Uh huh. And can you give me some of the characters, and I'll tell you what it is. You want me to tell you the character names? Yeah, and then you, I'll tell you what it is if you get it right. So you have Mimi LeBonk. Oh, yes. Oh, Renee. You have Michelle of the Resistance. Listen very carefully. I shall say these only once. And you have Renee Artois. Yes. You stupid woman. And you have Yvette Carte Blanche. Oh, Renee, my curly cam, my little bean spout. My little cabbage. My little cabbage. <laughs> I yearn uh, for you. And then, of course, you have... Then Who does Carmen Silvera play? Madame Edith. Madame Edith, that's it. We are, of course, talking about... Hello, hello. Oh, whenever I hear that theme tune, that reminds me of our early days. I... Our, our, our courting days. Yeah. One of the memories I have of you, me, with that is I took a picture of our late cat Tanya, and I put the caption: "Tanya knows what we're watching today, and she's got holding, she's holding up the little box set." And it's yeah, like, that was one our cat that passed away yeah, a couple of years ago. It was great. Do you know what I love about the show so much? It's a farce, it's hilarious. It's it's not a mockery of the war. It's a parody of war films, and you just yeah. get, you know, it's the war, but you don't. Act is that it. another uh, Croft and Perry? Yeah, Crofton. Yeah. It's Crofton, Jeremy Lloyd, this one. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> no, it's so funny. You know what I love funny? Because first, all the characters are a great cast and they're so funny and the lines they get and the situations they get themselves into are so funny and it's so believ- it's believable. Yeah, so, the, I mean, what the premise of the show, when is it set? It's set in World War Two in a town called Neufion, which is actually a real town, actually. Is it? In France, yeah. It's all about this cafe called Café Rennie. And Rennie and Edith and the staff get told by Michelle's resistance they have to look after the British airmen and be there for like information from England and wireless and stuff like that. So they have to do it for the to stop the Germans. But also Rennie has to work with the Germans because So Rennie he's the I mean it's set in well mainly in this cafe. Yeah. And he's the owner he's the his owner wife, yeah. and then he has to work with the Germans as well. And, and he's always having a bit of Ashifava with uh, the yeah, various other women. Yeah, and he has to work with the Germans as well and he's got to try and thwart them all and it's like so funny, and the other characters are so funny. Like, my favourite characters would probably be Agent Crabtree, Good Mooning, Herflick. Good Mooning. Good Mooning, Herflick, Helga, and Bunch of Smallhausen. They're just so brilliant characters, like Richard Gibson. Oh. He is so. He's I, so funny without. 
being funny, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, because in the first season, he was meant to be really stern because he wanted a stern character. But he said he, d- he didn't know how to play it afterwards, so he made him a bit more human-like and made him more funny with stuff, like dressing up in his women, like putting cantaloupes in their... Helga, with Helga as well. It is I, Helga! Oh, can I just say, I love Kim Hartman's wig. Yeah. Or wigs. And it's also, isn't there a line in the show where yeah. she has... What, what was the line about her wig? But basically, um, Gruber is tied up in the office of the Colonel, Colonel Von Strom, because he'll tell Rennie. So he gets out and he says, I'm wearing Helga's uniform. What about the wig? Always one of Helga's spares. It's a spare. Yeah, Helga's spares. I like, love that. Yeah. What, what is the... There's, there's this running theme about wet celery. What, what's that all about? Well, they use it for cavorting. What does cavorting mean? Like, a bit of, um, how's your father, Hanky Panky? What do you do with it? Is it maybe a bit explicit to put on the podcast? Well, I've ticked the explicit box, it's oh, fine. It's for, I think it's for, like, teasing them with the Germans with. How do you tease one with celery? I don't know. I think, I, I've not got the ex- details, but I think you, do, you put it somewhere and it sort of, like, you know, it arouses them. I don't know how. Like, with flying oh, helmets okay. and egg whisks. There's one to try. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I know what I love. You know one of my favourite actors? Yeah, because I think in the show, uh, a couple of the girls, they are sex workers, aren't they? Yeah, they are, but... That's like a thing on the side. Yeah, it's because they want to make money because in the wartime there's no money. On yeah, of course. Yeah, and also but... one of my characters I love is, is Captain Hans Gearing, played by the wonderful, brilliant Sam Kelly. And he has this thing where he doesn't say hi Hitler properly. He's like clop, and he has these lights. I, up in I there. can't understand that. It is. It's like hi. How Hitler. can you say clop when it's meant to be? It's maybe high. It sounds like clop, but it's like hi Hitler, but it's like really fast, and people assumed it was clop for some reason. Right. Yeah. Clop. Hi. Clop. Yeah, it's so funny, and like. And he regretted leaving the show when he did, didn't he? He did because he, he was brilliant. Like no offense to like Captain Bertarelli's the two people that played him, but Sam Kelly, his Captain Gearing is just. Oh, it's it's spellbindingly good because he's such a good actor and plays it so well. Who does John Louis Mansi play? I am Engelbert von Schmalhausen. Oh, that character is creepy. Do you remember these first one of his first scenes and he says, "Are you René Artois? Yes, please come with me." And he says, "Are please you come with me, Private Helga Gearhart? You will also accompany me. Please come with me." The way he says it, and it's just, it's, it delivers it, and the way they both limp as well, it's like... It's just, Why do they both limp? Because Herflitz got a bad knee, and he's got bad... And yeah. Is it a war injury or something? I think so, something like that, yeah. And it's just so funny. And I think one of the one of the funny scenes is where they're in the hospital bed, and is it, um, was it Alphonse gets, arre- gets arrested by Herflitz for forged money, and he's got his hair standing on edge for hedgehog extract, and they go to the hospital, and they try and rescue him. Mm-hmm. But then Rennie gets it, and then Rennie accidentally goes into an operating fair thinking it's a peasant woman getting her, giving birth to a baby, and it's like. Of course, we have to talk about the antics in the oh. attic. Oh yeah. Rose Hill playing. Uh, Madame Fanny Le Fan. <laughs> Imagine they were a character Fanny Le Fan. I know, and you know um, when? How do they contact the British Airmen? Because I've forgotten. They use some sort of radio control that's under the bed that's a chamber pot. Yeah, chamber pot. And they have to lift the bed up and they've got the, the flashing knobs, the flashing knobs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, an- another classic series. Is there any other shows that you're really fond of? I mean, of course there is, but we're trying to limit it to I'm under an hour here. Probably, you know what? Um, this is probably not... Um, probably not a, a... I'd probably say not a British one, but I'd probably say I absolutely love... Like, this is some of the last few years. No, but we don't have to just keep it British. The Golden Girl. I love the Golden Girl. The Golden Girl. Because oh. you know why? Even oh. even though I have gripes with the continuity errors, but I know why they do it because they didn't think people would watch I it. I mean, that's just comedy geeks like us that yeah. spot things, and it's, plus it's one of our artistic special yeah, interests. It's, it's because they didn't think people would watch it after so many years, you know, that's why. But you know what? I, I mean, it. look at how, how it's still got iconic, iconic status. Yeah. You know what I love and about it? And of course, it? the last of the Golden Girls have now oh, left us. This realm. And what I love about it is the fact that they were not scared to go over different boundaries like mod. Yeah, yeah, because like in the eighties, like they like they talked about being gay, yep. uh, AIDS. HIV, HIV, AIDS. <laughs> My favorite scene from the Golden Girls is when they're in the chemist and they're going somewhere. Yeah. And uh, Dorothy, she's trying to slyly talk Tell. to Rose about condoms. Yeah. And because uh, yeah. I mean they were trying to promote healthy, safe sex. Yeah. And uh, Rose 
because she's that naive, she doesn't quite understand Nestle, it. Nestle Crunch? Yeah, and then, he's, <laughs> and then Dorothy, she just loses her rag. And in the middle of this tiny chemistry, she goes, Condoms! 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 condoms. Wally, do you just get out of prison? <laughs> <laughs> and what? And you know what? I mean, if you were one of the characters, who would you be? I would definitely be a Dorothy. I'd be Sophia. Would you? I love Sophia. Fix my bit of rose. Because, I mean, I, I would say that I'm quite dry and sarcastic. You are, you're Dorothy. Yeah, you're Dorothy. Yeah. And about Frida Claxton, I think, as well. Yeah. Oh, God. I, you know what I love? And I love as well, like, all the words that Rose, like... And and, and j- just before I forget, I think Estelle Getty, she was actually younger... Yeah, a couple of years younger. ...than... B. Arthur. B. Arthur, yeah. yeah. Playing her mother. Yeah, and it's amazing, right? And I, and I think in one of the interviews that Betty White did, she said... We had to keep putting all these uh, this makeup and uh, bad wigs because on Estelle because she kept getting facelifts and yeah. she's meant to look older. I know it was great. You know my favorite bits is the rose, like the Scandinavian words. Like, oh, oh, but what was that famous play that Estelle Getty did? It was Torch Song Trilogy. Yeah, that was it, and it was all about. Uh, it it gave AIDS and stuff like that, and it, people who came in homophobic. Yeah, so they came to the show homophobic and they left crying, crying, and well, less homophobic, yeah. I suppose. You know what I love is all the words that Rose comes up with, like her Scandinavian words, like who can flugin in? Gakanarnakin. Gakanarnakin. What is Gakanarnakin? Do you remember? <laughs> yes, I do. I got. I need to stop laughing. Yeah. <laughs> when dog poo turns white. Right, the exact moment when dog, dog poo, poo turns, turns white. white. <laughs> oh, blow your tube and blurbles. And what was that one where they're in the... Bin? What What was the thing that she made that they, they couldn't smell it, but they could eat it? Oh, I was... They had to hold their nose whilst they were eating it. Oh, yeah, it, it was... Um, Behooving Krispies. And is that a real thing? I think so. And Sophia says, you you can smell that in the way of the hall. And what was that scene where they're in the flashback and they're in the the, the hotel and it's a nude hotel and they go down to nude for, for like, they go down. Oh. And then Dorothy's like, whoa. Whoa. It, it was it, was it, um, Sorry, I clipped there. What was it? What did she say? Like, he's, um, Cook and Spritzer showing or something like that. Yeah. yeah Spritzer showing. It's like, it's just so funny. It's like it's it's like when Rose was asking Dorothy a question, and then she would snap back with a really sarcastic line, no, like something like, "No, Rose, it's because they discontinued the." Yeah. It's... No, no, Rose, it's because they changed the flavor of Coke or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and like, oh, I love it. Oh. And, and that scene with Blanche, like he talks about her boyfriend she had in college or school, going to the, the dance. No, oh, you was oh you went to with a, a college a school with a black. He wasn't black. He was a Yankee. A Yankee! And then one where, like, Rose, Blanche is talking to Dorothy about Rose and Jean, I think it was, I think it, or it was, have, Jean was fancying Rose and says, lesbian, lesbian. Oh, and, yeah. Isn't Eddie Thomas one? No. No, Lebanese, Blanche. Lesbian. 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 Why are you not fancy me? Oh, and like, What's the one? My favourite scenes where <laughs> Dor- they're at the, the piano, and then Dorothy and Sophia are dressed Sunny and Cher. I got you, babe, and like. Or oh, the- when they're singing the song at the piano, Miami is nice. Miami is twice. Miami is nice. Miami is nice. Miami. Rose, that's three times. Right, it has some music. It's a word. So I'll say it. <laughs> so I'll say it. What's it? Thrice is a word. Yeah. It's a- so, so is in her urine, urine, but it doesn't belong in a song. And. <laughs> My yeah, well, there's also the other one, the, the song, the actual. Miami, Miami, you've got style, blue sky, sunshine, sunshine, my sand by the mile. When you live in this town, the things is divine. <laughs> I love and I love it when they're doing Henny Penny. Everyone, the J. Venus show. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 do you remember the Henny Penny one? It's just that's so funny. Oh, again. You you just could not capture that magic. No, you these can't. Days. And I know that apparently, do you know this fact? B. Arthur didn't like cheesecake. Does she not? No, she had to suffer having cheesecake and store bought pizza. Oh, she didn't like that. Yeah, because yeah, they solved all their problems by eating I, cheesecake. Yeah. And one of the most ones that really stuck out for me is when Rose has the addiction to pills for thirty years. Yeah, and they stood her up with her all night, and like it's not yeah, funny. And she's like, I can't do this. Yeah, but she does it, and she goes to rehab afterwards, and it's like she realised, and I think. That is something. Yeah, I mean, they, they they broke so many barriers. I mean, especially for the eighties. I mean, there was also the the episode where, uh, 
I think it was Blanche's daughter, she wanted to have artificial insemination. And Blanche was just not having it. Feeling, yeah, don't no like it, no. But she was like, I don't need a man to have a baby, I don't want one. Was, was that the kind of thing? Yeah, and they went to the sperm bank and they were scared. And and what and then what was the and the episode where they found out George had an affair? Yeah. That was or sort of an affair. It was just a superimposed yeah, that was warming as well. Yeah. And the one where this flashback to Saint Olaf where Rose is having a birthday cake for Charlie. Yeah. And they find out that Charlie died when they were having it off and he had a heart attack and she couldn't save him and she yeah. dressed him up. That was something really sad because she knew that was the last time we wanted to the paramedics. Yeah, I mean, although there were some absolutely hysterical scenes and things, they were really good at combining comedy and really serious, serious. stuff. Yeah, and I think... And, I th- and wasn't... Uh, wasn't a couple of the actors in it meant to play different characters? It was. Rose was... So auditioned for Blanche, but she didn't want to play. So Betty Blanche. White auditioned for the role of Blanche yeah, originally. Yeah, but she didn't want it because she realised when she's doing it, she can't do that role. Because I think she'd already she said she'd already played the bitch in in Mary Tyler Sue Nevins, and she didn't want to play yeah, that. So what happened was they got Sophia in later on, but Dorf didn't do it because well, B because the premise was too much like Sue Nevins and Vivian Harmon in the mm-hmm. mod. So what they did was they managed to swap the roles over, and so B could do it because. Then now Vivian Harmon is played by Rose, by Betty, and Sam Evans is played by Black, like so Rue, so to speak. Rue McClanahan. Yeah, so it worked better because Rue managed to make her accent so much, it made it work better because she's more Southern accent, and made it like Dorothy and all that sort of. Dorothy. It worked better, and I think, but I know Betty said she didn't like playing roles so much because it was just two of a. I would say that out of anyone that I know, yeah, your mother is Rose. Yeah, I would probably say Absolutely. So. Yeah. Rose, I mean, she's not as... Uh, Rose slash Mimi Sue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which I think will bring us on to our final show that oh, we yeah. both equally love. And I got watched one I got you into as well. I, I, another one that I had, it took time to persuade me to get watching this, yeah. Hot in Cleveland. Ba, 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 ba. So that was ran between... 2012, 2015, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So you had my favourite character played by Wendy Malick, which was Victoria Chase. Chase. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, Jane Leaves playing... Rejoila Scroggs. Rejoila. Rejoila. And then you had Betty White playing... Elka Ostrovsky. Elka, Ostro- Elka Ostrovsky. And you forgot someone. I'm still going. Okay, sorry. And then you had Melanie played by Valerie... Bertinelli. Bertinelli. Love her cooking shows, by the way. Yeah, she's great. Uh, Yeah, they're great. Uh, My... I mean, there's. I mean, there's so much to unpack with that. Oh, sorry, my headphones are caught in the mic. Sorry, there's so much to unpack with that show. I mean, my favourite is Victoria Chase. She's a bit like a not completely failed actress, but I mean, I think her main like. Hang on, I'm just. You can talk whilst I. Yeah, her um, war thing. She is self-centered and doesn't like being selfless because. Means it means less self. self yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and she lots does the thing called the sitcom, or so a soap called Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. yeah and and was, then she always had like her lifetime original, original movies, movie, like, like Soccer Mom Ninja. I and the one with um was it um my concrete is my pillow sidewalk is my pillow by like based on the uh, concrete my sidewalk by Jazwi or something like that. Yeah, or, and then that like that uh, or, scene where she fell down the stairs. Oh yeah. Then Mimi Sue comes yeah, in, yeah. played by. Georgia Engel, or like, oh, aye. Oh, we met oh, all all of these actors that have gone. We I, just miss them I so much. I couldn't for Sister Sarah. And the one of my favourite ones is this episode ten of season one, where they've got where actually was it, where the person who plays Bob is in it, but he's not playing Bob. I can't remember. The, sorry. Yeah. The and then they had the live episode. Yeah. And remember the one with Fletcher Giordano syndrome? That yeah. was one of the best things when yeah, it's, it's, ever it's, done. It's a it's a made up. Uh, condition, but the name was based on one of the show's producers. And Fletcher Fl- Fl- Giordano. Giordano. Yeah, yeah, he worked on Frasier. Yeah, she oh. worked on Frasier as well, yeah. And it was so funny. Just pick it. Just pick it. Just pick Just pick Like she pretended Aye. that she had this, mis- this, uh, what's the word? This made up condition. It only comes if you're Japanese, apparently. Yeah. So and what was the one where she's dressed as the old woman and she's like, ugh. It caused what it should cause, not what they're crossing for today. Yeah. And the fact. <clears throat> yeah, oh. You're doing that wrong. Because Elka's teaching her how to be old. Yeah, and it's so funny. And what about the fat suit? That's hilarious. 
Yeah, that one's good. Uh, or I mean, we could we could talk about these all day, and I think we should do future well, episodes. And if course. you're in, yeah, yeah, go Sorry, ahead. Before one we... thing, one thing is all my favorite. You know, what my favorite, my favorite episode is which one? Uh, Cleveland Indians. Which one's that? That's again? the one where Joy pretends she's Indian so she can get her, her, her sort of like her adopted son, well, son who was adopted, and her grandson Wilbur, Wil, Wilbur, to adopt her. The just... time to think. Was before you named him Wilbur, <laughs> and it's like, and he's like, I'm Lady Winchester. No, I'm Lady Bracknell, and they, and like, and, the, and they're pretending to like, so they're joys pretend, they're just pretending to be Indian and have Indian food, but then it turns out Manu, who's the chef, is actually the daughter, of the son of the of the woman, the doctor. And it's so funny. Yeah, that's the. Is that the the grandson's doctor? Yeah. Son. Yep. Chibrawati. Chibrawati. Ah, and back. Ah, and back. Because at, at the time, Elka's auditioning for... Lady Bracknell. No, what was it? Os- is it Oscar Wilde? No, no, it was for... Uh, it was um, My no, Fair Oscar Lady. Wilde. My fa- yeah. Is it? Yeah, my Lady Bracknell, My Fair Lady it was. But the doctor got the part and she gave it to her and was like, just pick up a contact lens. Found it. <laughs> I lost oh, the contact yeah, lens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, yeah. It's such a brilliant episode. Honestly, we could talk, sit and talk about comedies all day. So, dear listener... If you've enjoyed this episode, do leave us a review and get in touch on our Instagram at Life at Your Own Will if you want us to discuss more comedies. Is the one that you have a favourite of, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. just get in touch if there's any favourites of yours that you want us to yeah. talk about. And remember, remember, who can you call for a prompt diagnosis of fetish or fantasy, sex or psychosis? Dr. Crane! Dr. Dr. Crane! Fraser Crane! And then triangle. Where to go, Leon? Yeah, we really hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Life at Your Own Well podcast. Yeah, leave a review. Please share this pod with your friends. The more exposure we get, the more podcast episodes that we can bring you. We hope you've enjoyed. Tune in next week where we'll be back with you. And yeah, we might also bring you a bonus episode. Not promising, but we might bring you one. So yeah, we'll see you next week. Picture it. Bye. Ta-ta.